Um, well, what are we talking about here? People? <laughs> I've seen strange people. Um, well, did you, have you ever seen anything weird in the night sky? Um, I, we've talked about some situations we had, nothing close encounter-ish. Uh, we've talked about that at different times. Um, but no, I don't think that I've had a, a close encounter. I've seen stuff I can't explain. Yeah, we've definitely seen stuff that uh, we couldn't explain, but nothing that made us believe that what we were seeing was perhaps an alien spacecraft. Now, what about ghosts? Ghosts? Well, I grew up mm-hmm. in a haunted house. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a home that was uh, that's well over 200 years old. Mm. And uh, yes, it was haunted. All right. And I, I've had a few experiences. Again, I've never had a visual of a ghost or I- an apparition. I did at a restaurant that you and I went out to. Um, mm-hmm. I had, I had, we were actually eating outside mm-hmm. and I had gone inside to, uh, wash my hands. And, uh, on my way there, well, nothing happened on my way there. It was on my way out. Um, somebody walked by me and I got a really cold, uh, like gust as they went by and they gave me a strange look and I wasn't paying super <laughs> close attention but this other woman came flying around the corner and she's like, did you just see that? Oh my goodness. And, and I, uh, yeah. yeah. And of course we're talking about the grill house out in Allegan, known yeah. to be a, a haunted Very establishment. Well known. Very well known to be a haunted establishment. But uh, yes, I have seen things. Uh, I've <laughs> The home I had growing up, doors would open on their own. We'd sometimes hear somebody talking. Uh, we could sometimes see somebody looking through a window when we were outside. Uh, physical things happening often. Like uh, one time we had a heavy metal lid come flying off of a container. No, that could hurt somebody. It could, but nobody was in the room. Like we were, we were in the adjacent room and at a safe distance. But uh, apparently, um, I am not alone. No, you're neither not. are you. In Michigan, we are in the top ten states for residents ex- experiencing or seeing a UFO or ghost. Yeah, paranormal activity, as they call it. Um, it's a new report from a site called Great Lakes Stakes. And it shows locations across the United States where there is a greater chance of seeing something paranormal. In Michigan, residents reported experiencing over 6,500 sightings. Yeah, that puts Michigan as the ninth highest in the country for witnessing something supernatural. A supernatural sighting is described as either a UFO or ghost sighting. Um, And if you're a betting person, (laughs) the odds of seeing a UFO or ghost in Michigan... Um, I'll let you read that because yeah. I don't know how to break that down. Yeah, it, it are at uh, plus one sixty four, uh, one hundred sixty four thousand two hundred. Maybe that'll be on my FanDuel commercials sometime. <laughs> uh, GreatLakesStakes dot com compared the population data for each state against reported sightings to determine the odds of experiencing something out of this world. So the top ten cities in Michigan. Um, where you have a greater chance of seeing a UFO or ghost uh, coming in at number 10 is Bay City. Number nine is Jackson, not too far away from Battle Creek. Uh, number eight, Warren. And also on the east side of the state is number seven, Monroe. Number six is Muskegon. All right. Getting into West Michigan now, uh, but now heading back east with Ann Arbor at number five. Flint comes in at number four. Number three is Lansing. Uh, number two, Detroit. And the number one city that you might see a UFO or ghost is? Grand Rapids. Yeah. And... So. Uh, 
hearing that Michigan has that many haunted locations may not surprise some of you. Uh, residents have heard stories most of their lives about haunted homes, restaurants, roads, and cemeteries. But how many are aware that there have been over 6,550 UFO sightings? Yep, and uh, if you want to read some of them, uh, Lacey put a link into this story at 953wbck.com. So Battle Creek in Kalamazoo uh, did not make the top 10. No, it did not. Uh, but if you, you can also see um, the other states that are in the top 10 of this list uh, in order of uh, seeing supernatural sightings as yeah. well. But yeah, I was kind of surprised too because I know Battle Creek's got a r- very well-documented uh, mass sighting. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, But yeah, Michigan coming in at number nine. And if you're curious, the top state in the country for supernatural sightings is California. By a lot. Yeah, by. uh, And again, there's more people there to to report something. This was supposedly, it was, uh, you know, kind of weighed out uh, population and experiences and all of that. Okay, so so they factored that into. Okay, I got you. Interesting stuff. Yeah, definitely want to look into that more. And if you want to keep scrolling down, you can see 50 haunted Michigan locations. And then on even further down, you can read about uh, some different sightings of UFOs. All right. Some awesome stuff packed into that article. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with a look at your weather and news. It's Lacey and Brandon, the 95.3 WBCK Morning Show. Today, expect some rain showers at times. It'll otherwise be cloudy and quite windy. Winds from the southwest gusting over 40 miles per hour. Temperature is going to continue falling to around 40 degrees by this afternoon. Tonight, a chance for some flurries. Winds from the northwest and a low near 30 degrees. On Friday, it'll be cloudy and breezy with some clearing by evening and a high in the lower 40s. Right now, it is rainy 52 degrees with wind gust over 40 miles per hour. With a look at your news, here's Brandon James. Thank you, Lacey. Police say a man is dead following an accident involving a semi-truck in downtown Kalamazoo early this morning. Police were called to an area of North Park Street and Patterson Street at around 145. Investigators believe a vehicle driven by the 35-year-old from Kalamazoo was headed northbound on Park and then collided with the semi, which was headed east on Patterson. Areas around the crash scene were shut down to traffic while crews worked to clear the scene. few other details are known right now, and the man's name has not been released there's no word yet on if the semi-truck driver suffered any injuries. Investigators in Battle Creek are looking for the vehicle that belonged to a woman who was found dead in her apartment last weekend. They believe it was stolen by the suspect. 51-year-old Angela K. Clear's body was located at Cherry Hill Manor Apartments Saturday, March 26th, after her daughter called police to do a welfare check. Earlier this week, 50-year-old Jerry Harston was arrested as a person of interest in the homicide case. He pleaded not guilty and is being held without bond. Angela's vehicle is, was believed to be stolen by Harston. It is described as a blue 1995 Oldsmobile Sierra with Michigan license plate EDB5744. A large sticker with wings that says rest in peace is on the rear window. Police believe the vehicle is somewhere between Battle Creek and Big Rapids. Anyone with information should call Calhoun County Dispatch or Silent Observer. A Battle Creek man has pleaded guilty to the stabbing death of his ex-girlfriend's new partner back in 2020. Officials say 25-year-old Wendell Barton entered the guilty pleas on a reduced charge of second-degree murder and one felony count of resisting a police officer. Four other charges have now been dismissed. In August of 2020, 38-year-old Justin Ash was killed at an apartment on Cherry Street that he shared with his girlfriend, Pamela Millard, 
Barton had apparently broken into the residence and later admitted he was in a jealous rage. After the stabbing, he also got into a tussle with responding officers a few blocks away from the crime scene. Barton is scheduled to be sentenced in late April. Kalamazoo authorities arrested three armed suspects who have a history of violence earlier this week. Officers with KVET were conducting surveillance of a vehicle in the 700 block of North Westnage Tuesday evening. It was said to be occupied by several known gang members. When investigators approached, the driver attempted to flee, but they were able to detain the three suspects. During a search, officers located two weapons, some ammunition, and various drugs. The men, all from Kalamazoo and ranging in age from 18 to 21 years old, were taken into custody. They faced several drugs and weapons charges, driving offenses, and outstanding warrants. Cass County authorities say a woman from Cassopolis was injured after crashing her vehicle into a pond. The 58-year-old was driving west on Dutch Settlement Street near M52 in Wayne Township on Wednesday afternoon. They say she swerved to avoid striking an eastbound vehicle and then lost control and went off the roadway. The car then flipped before landing in Mill Pond. She was taken to an area hospital, but her current condition has not been reported. Authorities say she was wearing a seatbelt at the time of the crash, and that crash remains under investigation. And that's a check of the news on 95.3 WBCK. You can always get the latest news by downloading the WBCK app to your mobile device. We'll have the Fox Business Report just ahead. And a little bit later on, we'll check the forecast again and the latest traffic conditions for the commute in the Battle Creek area for your Thursday morning. I'm Connell McShane. This is the Fox Business Report. Consumer spending is one of the big reports out this morning. Economists surveyed by the Wall Street Journal expect the Commerce Department to report that consumer spending rose at a seasonally adjusted half a percent in February from the month before, down from 2.1% in January. The estimate for personal income is that it increased by half a percent in February over the previous month. The wave of Omicron infections fading in February is believed to have led consumers to boost spending on services like diet in restaurants and travel. The CDC is lifting its COVID travel warning for the cruise industry, saying travelers should decide for themselves. And President Biden is expected to lay out his plans to tame soaring gas prices. AAA says the national average is $4.24 a gallon. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Lillian Wu, invested in you. After 9-11, Saul Martinez couldn't wait to enlist. In Iraq, his vehicle was hit by a projectile improvised explosive device. Saul survived, but he lost both legs, suffered a traumatic brain injury, and lost two close friends. Saul now lives in a smart home from the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, which gave him back his independence despite his severe physical challenges. Help heroes like Saul. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. It's March 31st, and this is your Fox Daily Snapshot. It's National Crayon Day. For kids and adults alike, take some time to find a box of crayons, a pad of blank paper, and let your imaginations just go. Edwin Binney, along with his cousin, founded the art supply company Crayola in 1885 and have been fueling creativity ever since. Blue remains the most popular crayon, followed by red, violet, and green. Also on this date, in 1889, the Eiffel Tower officially opens as part of the Paris Exposition. Gustav Eiffel's creation would hold the distinction of being the tallest man-made structure in the world for more than four decades. And in 1985... Hulk Hogan
Steven and Mr. T beat the team of Rowdy Roddy Piper and Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff in the main event match of the first WrestleMania at Madison Square Garden in New York City. I'm Tushar Saxena, and that's your Fox Daily Snapshot. And your record high temperature for this day came about in 2010. We reached 78 degrees. The record low temperature of 6 6 degrees came about 1923. Uh, Sunset happening at 8.05 tonight. Our weather today, rain showers at times, otherwise cloudy. Winds from the southwest gusting over 40 miles per hour. Temperatures are going to continue falling to about 40 degrees by this afternoon. Tonight, a chance for some flurries, still windy and a low near 30. On Friday, it'll be cloudy and breezy with clouds clearing by evening and a high in the lower 40s. Right now, it is 46 degrees with wind gusts at 40 miles per hour. And we do have a few scattered power outages right now. No reported problems on the roads. Uh, But wet pavement and these windy conditions could make traveling a little bit tricky this morning in the Battle Creek area. A reminder, project wraps up tomorrow on north and southbound I-194 into downtown Battle Creek. A couple of spots, Spencer Street to Main Street and Capitol Avenue to Hamlin Avenue. Again, that work will continue until tomorrow. See a traffic problem? Give us a call, 269-441-9595 or send us a message on the WBCK app. Update from Fox News and Great Lakes News as well. And then I'll check sports next. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. As the Russian military offensive in Ukraine enters its sixth week, Ukraine's President Zelensky is again asking allies for more help. They are um, creating sieges of our cities and keeping and holding hostages of hundreds of thousands of people in the cities without water and food. President Zelensky with a translator there addressing Australia's parliament on a video call. A body found in Nevada is confirmed to be an 18-year-old woman kidnapped from a Walmart parking lot. Deputies near Reno say the body of a woman found in a remote part of the state this week is that of Naomi Irion. Deputies say they got a tip Tuesday about where to find her body. Prosecutors have charged 41-year-old Troy Driver with first-degree kidnapping. Fox's Carmen Roberts. The U.S. men's soccer team qualifies for the World Cup for the first time since 2014. America's listening to Fox News. This is Great Lakes News, your award-winning news team, covering the big stories that affect you across Michigan and throughout the region. From the Great Lakes News Center, I'm Cheryl Fritz. Our top story this hour, prosecutors in Michigan have rested their case against four men charged with planning to kidnap Governor Gretchen Whitmer before the 2020 national election. Key evidence came from two undercover FBI agents and an informant who infiltrated the group and made hours of secret recordings. Two men who avoided trial by pleading guilty provided critical testimony last week. Adam Fox, Barry Croft, Daniel Harris, and Brandon Caserta are charged with a kidnapping conspiracy. Their defense lawyers claim it was a lot of crazy talk fueled by agents and informants. On Wednesday, Michigan reported 1,550 new COVID-19 cases and 72 confirmed deaths since the last update on Monday. An emotional case in the death of a two-year-old girl led to a fight outside the courthouse. Mike Vitale has the story. A judge in Wyoming District Court adjourned a scheduled hearing for Sinita Parks so he could get a psychiatric evaluation. He's accused of fatally shooting his two-year-old daughter on February 9th before shooting himself. Family and friends for both parties were in court, leading to a fight breaking out outside the courthouse. Two people were arrested on misdemeanor charges and taken to the Kent County Jail. For Great Lakes News, I'm Mike Vitale. 
a judge has ruled that a minivan owned by a man serving life sentences for the slayings of two women in western Michigan will be destroyed. A Muskegon County judge ruled in favor of prosecutors' motion to allow authorities to destroy the Dodge Grand Caravan, which played a role in Jeffrey Willis's crimes in the Muskegon area. Willis is serving life without parole after being convicted of killing Rebecca Bletch in 2014 and Jessica Herringa in 2013. Her body has not been found. For Great Lakes News, I'm Cheryl Fritz. Governor Whitmer wants Line 5 shut down with no plan to replace... 95.3 WBCK Sports. The Detroit Red Wings, well, their struggles continue. Although they put up a much better effort last night, despite losing an overtime, the New York Rangers scored a minute and 34 seconds into the extra period. Michael Rasmussen, Jacob Vrena, Tyler Bertuzzi, and Adam Earn scored for Detroit, who tallied four goals but came up short 5-4. to four. The Red Wings have now lost 11 of their last 13 games. Detroit starts the month of April at home with a match against the Ottawa Senators tomorrow night. And in some unexpected Detroit Red Wings news, it was announced Wednesday the organization has fired a popular Zamboni driver. Al Sabatka had been with the team for over five decades. The 68-year-old was reportedly terminated from his position and is said to be hiring an attorney to contemplate a wrongful termination lawsuit. Sabatka began work for the team in 1971 while he was still in high school. He gained popularity when the Red Wings fans brought back the tradition of tossing an octopus onto the ice. He would then pick up the octopus and twirl it around his head, firing up the crowd. The Red Wings have not commented about the firing. The Detroit Pistons are back on the court tonight, hosting the Philadelphia 76ers. And that game will get underway at 7 o'clock at Little Caesars Arena. The Detroit Tigers beat the Philadelphia Phillies in spring training baseball on Wednesday. That final score, 7-1. to one. The Tigers will play the Toronto Blue Jays this afternoon at 105. The Kalamazoo Wings beat the Iowa Heartlanders. It was a 4-3 to three win in overtime last night at Wings Stadium. And the K-Wings' next matchup is Saturday night. They travel to Indiana to take on the Fort Wayne Comets. And some news from the Battle Creek Battle Jacks. They have signed Aaron Dolney from, West, uh, from Eastern Michigan University. He attended high school at Detroit Country Day, and while he was there during his senior year, he batted four thirty-five with six home runs, 31 RBIs, and nine stolen bases. He could bring some excitement to C.O. Brown Stadium this year. Uh, he earned first-team All-State and Michigan Dream Team honors for that senior season. The Battle Creek Battlejacks, of course, rebranded from their former Bombers nickname during the offseason, and they will have all-new uniforms and logos and some fun new events for fans this year in Battle Creek. Their opening day is scheduled for May 30th. That's a look at the latest sports on 95.3 WBCK. Coming up, we'll take a look at the Battle Creek area forecast. So I'm a cat, and I just moved in with this new human, and she's got this little toy she's always playing with all day long. Tap, 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 bloop, bloop. She can't put it down. There it is. Oh, and get this. She even talks to it. Last week, she asked it for Chinese, and guess what? Egg rolls showed up. Like magic. Humans have cool toys. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the shelterpetproject.org. This is House Call for Health. 
March is National Traumatic Brain Injury Awareness Month. The Brain Injury Association of America leads the nation in observing the month annually. Brain injury has many different kinds of consequences affecting who we are and the ways we think, act, and feel. The theme for the 2021 to 2023 campaign is more than my brain injury. The association suggests several ways you can join the campaign. Engage creatively, whether it be sharing your story in writing, exploring your artistic side, or amplifying the voices of others. Get another perspective. Read about the personal experiences of members of the brain injury community. Know the facts. At least 3.6 million Americans sustain brain injury every year. Speak out. Advocates with personal investment in the cause make the greatest champions. And do more. Join association supporters who are raising funds for brain injury services, support, and research. For more health news, go to foxnewshealth.com. House Call for Health on Lisa Brady. Fox News. Your weather today, well, we're going to have rain showers at times. Otherwise, it'll be cloudy. Winds from the southwest gusting over 40 miles per hour. Temperatures falling to around 40 degrees by this afternoon. Tonight, a chance for some flurries. Still a little bit windy. Low near 30 degrees. On Friday, it'll be cloudy and breezy. Some clearing by the evening and a high in the lower 40s. Right now, it is rainy. 46 degrees and we have wind gusts of 40 miles per hour. Of course, that causing some power outages. Good morning, and joining us now is Michelle. She's a general manager for Menards in West Michigan. How are you doing this morning, Michelle? I'm great, Lacey. How are you? I am doing well. Uh, she, You are joining us this morning to talk about Menards Food Drive, which today is the last day of it. Yes, yes, it is. Yep, um, all the Menards stores right now are uh, hosting a food drive. Uh, really simple. All you have to do is purchase non-perishable food items or bring them into the store and drop them off right by the exit door. And then we forward all the food collected to a local organization or whoever, you know, each store is paired with. And for Battle Creek, that's going to His Hands Ministries. And Kalamazoo, it goes to Loaves and Fishes. Kalamazoo East is going to KDM. Uh, for Three Rivers, they have a Three Rivers food site. So all of these are going to go to people directly in the community and help them. Yes. Yep, yep. We're, we're partnered with Kalamazoo Gospel Ministries. Great, great place. Uh, we actually have one of their team members here. Really, really good people that work there. So I'm super excited. And how long has Menards been doing these food drives? Collectively, they've been doing them since about 2013. And uh, how long have you been part of this? Uh, this store specifically, or the Kalamazoo area, we started in 2016. So, so a couple, couple years in there. And uh, how much does it mean to you as an employee to know that you're working for a company that's trying to do something to help the community? I think it's great. I think this is one of my favorite things that Menards does, honestly. Um, anytime I can help somebody or, you know, a company like Menards that can that can help with, you know, just food or, or anything like that, I think it's amazing. And Menard- Everybody needs help sometimes. Absolutely. And Menards already does so much with uh, sharing a wealth of information when people come in with their projects and uh, finding solutions for fixing something that's gone awry at home. Yeah, for sure. We're very involved in the community. Yes, Menards Menards is is doing great. And uh, company-wide, it looks like uh, this isn't the only uh, food drive that they do. Menards also holds annual pet supply drive in May and a school supply drive in the fall, as well as a toy drive in November. Um, and that yes, d- yep. Is your store yep, been involved got- in those? Oh, yeah, yes, yep, yep. Food, uh, pet drive, uh, animal lover here. So coming in May for sure, donate some pet supplies. Well, that sounds great. And so we're talking with Michelle this morning. She's the general manager for uh, Menards in Southwest Michigan. 
Um, anything else you want to tell us about the food drive? Uh, just that, again, today's the last day. Uh, we support anybody. We thank anybody that comes in and donates any type of food uh, that we can forward on to people in need. Um, any, any Menards location, uh, over 300 stores, so you can stop in and drop some food off today. Absolutely. And if you don't have time to stop at the store, you can grab something right from Menards because, uh, well, they've got a little bit of everything. Yep, that's right. All right, Michelle. Well, thank you so much for joining us this morning, and we'll talk to you again real soon. Yeah, you too. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. Listen to WBCK on your mobile device anytime, anywhere. It's free. Brought to you by Airway Auto Parts and Recycling. Don't scrap your car. Get instant cash from Airway. Hey, get rhythm. When you get the blues, come on, get rhythm. When you get the blues, get a rock and roll feeling in your bones. Put taps on your toes and get gone, get a rhythm. When you get the blues, a little shoe shine boy, he never gets low down. But he's got the dirtiest job in town. Bending low at the people's feet on a windy corner of a dirty street. Will I ask him while he shine my shoes, how to keep from getting the blues? He grinned as he raised his little head, he popped his shoe shine rag and then he said, get rhythm. WBCK. I don't know how many are able to listen to us right now, though. Uh, There's a power outage, and I don't know if it's related to why we can't be heard on the air right now. Yeah, we've lost our rhythm. (laughs) Yeah, lost something. Yeah, uh, we are off the air right now on 95.3. We are not sure exactly what happened or what the problem is. And obviously it sounds silly because nobody's hearing this on the radio, but uh, people have uh, tuned in on the streaming. That's an alternative option right now uh, on the app or at 953wbck.com. But if you're hearing this, you're already there because you can't hear us on the radio. (laughs) Yeah, I I just, I know it was windy. I mean, obviously it's crazy windy out this morning. Um, It's died down a little bit. I haven't looked to see... um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. pull up the outage map real quick. and see Yeah, you pull up the outage map. I'm going to look and see what the wind gusts are doing right now because uh, we didn't have any thunderstorms. So the wind gusts uh, slightly died down. We're at 38. They were over 45 miles per hour not too long ago. Um, and we are hearing from listeners who are calling to let us know that they can't hear us on the radio. Uh, there are power outages over in the Springfield area. Um, however, I am not sure if it's at all related to what we have going on. Um, but uh, we are doing our best. We have people on it uh, looking into it so that we can hopefully get this uh, back on the air again. Yep. Um, I uh, got the outage map up. There is an outage in the East Leroy area, Pine Creek area. This is around H Drive South and 48th Street. Uh, about 100 customers affected there. And another outage uh, right next to that one, a little bit to the north toward F Drive South and West Leroy. And that's affecting 37 people. Uh, otherwise, in and around uh, Battle Creek, um, there really isn't much. There's a couple of outages in the downtown area. Let me see what we got here. Uh, this one actually doesn't even have the numbers, but it says that uh, consumers is awaiting an assessment and to determine the amount of customers affected. There's five outages uh, all right in the downtown area around Emmett Street and Chestnut Street. Um, but that's about it for the Battle Creek area. As I uh, broaden out, uh, there's an outage just south of Hastings. There's one over in the Albion area um, affecting about 70 people. Uh, so very scattered and, and not that many. Um, we don't know, again, if this is related uh, to our situation with the radio, but 
uh, based on where our transmitter is located and things like that. There's there's not an outage in that area. So this is, this is kind of a weird morning, Lacey. A weird Friday Eve. <laughs> it is a weird morning. So I did just get some new information about uh, what why we are off the air right now, and, oh. and it is something to do with our transmitter site. It is yes. okay, but so. not. We don't know if it's a power outage or not at the transmitter site. It could be a coincidence. I do not know. Right. I just know that, that that's where the issue is. So well, That's why uh, we have a lot of smart and uh, helpful people that help take care of these things for us. And we appreciate uh, their efforts and hopefully we'll get it back soon. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it definitely, no fun. <laughs> no, it's no fun. No and, fun. But we appreciate people who have called to alert us to the issue. Um, we certainly want you to know. Sometimes you might be like, oh, okay, a bunch of people already called. I'm going to be, no, it doesn't because if, if, if you don't call, you might be the only one who is going to. And so anytime there's something like that going on, uh, we appreciate the heads up. And uh, again, we'll just work our way through it. We have a lot more coming up as we get into the 8 o'clock hour. A lot more fun things to talk about. And um, yeah, so a little blustery out there this morning. The winds are supposed to die down uh, throughout the day. And uh, Lacey will have a look at the forecast and then we'll get into your Fox News. That's right. It's uh, rain showers today, otherwise cloudy, quite windy. Winds from the southwest gusting over 40 miles per hour. Temperatures falling to around 40 degrees by this afternoon. Tonight, we're going to have a chance for some flurries and a low near 30. On Friday, cloudy and breezy, some clearing by evening and a high in the lower 40s. Right now, it's 46 degrees and rainy with wind gusts at about 40 miles per hour. Yep, and uh, we'll continue to keep you informed on the situation with the outages and with what's happening here on the radio. Of course, uh, right now, not as many people are able to listen to us uh, apparently off the air at this time uh, of course uh, those of you that are listening already know that you can stream us online from our website as well as uh, from the 95.3 WBCK app. Yep and anyone that's hearing us right now is listening to either the website or the streaming from the app uh, we uh, have lost the signal on 95.3 and uh, we are working to resolve it as soon as possible. We have people uh, out and about that are good at this kind of stuff. But there are a lot of power outages now in the Battle Creek area. We were talking about it last hour. Um, but ever, but since then, a bunch more have popped out, in particular uh, right in the uh, Springfield area. It just wasn't on the map yet, but a lot of people had been calling us saying there was major outages in the Springfield area, Lacey. Yeah, uh, wind gust right now kind of up to a little over 41 miles per hour at this time uh, for the gusts. And I have a feeling, because um, obviously we didn't have any thunderstorms and lightning and stuff like that. The wind must be the issue this morning that's causing these outages or perhaps... Um, Maybe an accident happened that took down some power lines. I don't know for sure. Well, the one in Springfield certainly is affecting more people than any of the others. Uh, looking at the map, uh, about 1,400 people and another one is affecting 1,200. So, And those are right next to each other. So about 2,600 people. Uh, actually, add another, another one just popped up. About 2,700 people just west of Battle Creek in the Springfield area are without power in the Beetle Lake area. Uh, I just had another one pop up, too, uh, about 300 people, and then just south towards Newton Township, uh, one affecting about 100 people, and another one near the I-69, I-94 interchange, 
uh, is affecting about 60 customers. So they're starting to add up and pop up all over the place. You know, our temperature has dropped over 15 degrees um, since we first went on air this morning. Oh, yeah, it was warm. Yeah, right now it is uh, 42 degrees and feels like 31. Yeah. and um, uh, So that combined with this, uh, it's raining out right now. Hopefully the crews can get back out and... Uh, get everybody's power back up. I haven't heard any estimates, though, at this time on uh, when that'll be restored. I'm sure these are just rolling in. Mm-hmm. So it's going to take some time for crews to get out there and assess the situation before they can give an estimate. Well, and when they're scattered all over the place, it's so many different places that they have that's to what, go. Yeah, and that's what really makes me feel like the wind must be the issue. When you have the outage is scattered like that, uh, if it was in one area, you could say one incident happened, maybe. Yeah. but. Yeah, if they're all scattered like that, I'm going to imagine the wind uh, brought down some power lines and perhaps some small limbs as well. Yeah, maybe some brittle limbs on certain trees that uh, aren't in good shape or something like that. Uh, that could be the case. Uh, but again, there's scattered outages all over the Battle Creek area, Calhoun County, and even branching out towards like Eaton and Jackson and up towards Hastings. Uh, we're seeing numerous outages according to consumers map so we'll keep an eye on it and uh, we'll let you know if any more significant outages pop up um so do we want to talk about this zamboni driver (laughs) i mean uh yeah i I guess we should probably talk about that (laughs) um i'm so confused i am very confused something had to happen yeah we've mentioned it a couple times in the sports reports this morning uh, but we want to dig into it a little bit deeper And again, I've been searching to see if something new has come out this morning. What we're talking about is uh, the famous Zamboni driver who popularized swinging the octopus around and around to get fans revved up. His name was Al Sabatka. And some very unexpected news came down Wednesday afternoon that he had been fired from the team. And that in and of itself is kind of a sign that something strange is going on here because you don't normally hear about staff changes um, that are with the behind the scenes staff for the most part. Yeah. And he's been there for 50 plus years. Yeah, like this might be the only job he's ever had. Yeah. He started when he was in high school. Um, that was something, too, that uh, I had in the sports report. Like He started doing this as a part time job in high school and just... Stuck with the team through ups and downs and just over the years, three different arenas. That's so strange. And he's talking about, he's at least talking about talking with a lawyer to possibly sue them for wrongful termination. Is that That is. And another weird factor of this is the timing. It's toward the end of the season. It's not, you know, the end of the season is about a month away or so, something like that. So you would think if there was some other like, well, we want to go in a different direction, or which is weird with him, uh, that they would just wait till the end of the season and kind of do it quietly during the off season, not at a point where it's going to get so much attention from the fans. So Yeah, and uh, so he started working uh, like an overnight shift at midnight, sweeping floors for $3.25 <laughs> an hour, um, and that was back in uh, 1971, and uh, he's played there through every move art played he worked with them through every move and everything eventually becoming the zamboni driver and uh, rose to operations manager yeah so he wasn't just a zamboni driver he was part of operations with the team so maybe there's something related to that area of his job um a quote from him this is about the only quote and it's actually from him it's from a representative's uh through him saying i loved my 51 years with the detroit red wings and would have been happy to stay 51 more. The Red Wings had no comment. 
That's so weird. This is a really bizarre story, and I'm sure more is going to come out. But <laughs> earlier you were like, no, I need to know right now. <laughs> it's it's very puzzling, though, because it's such an odd situation. Just like I said, you don't normally hear about these sort of staff changes with any major league teams. And again, if it was somebody that had been hired in the last five to seven years, and maybe he was tied to the current coaching staff, yeah. because we, and we'll maybe venture into that a little bit too, I could see, okay, there's probably other things getting ready to happen, but he was with the team for 51 years. So I don't think he's been through many coaching changes, uh, many ups and downs with winning and losing and, in you know, situations the Red Wings have been through that every team goes through. Um, so I, I have a feeling that there's going to be a, a bigger story here, but who knows how much will actually come out. And is it going to be hearsay? You know, is it just going to be like, well, we heard this rumor that there was something that happened behind the scenes and, you know, because these things don't always have a clear resolution. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's, it's a weird thing. Uh, but we do have an article uh, that has some links in it uh, that get into this. Uh, if you're just joining us, Detroit Red Wings, former longtime operations manager and Zamboni driver, who is the guy you saw on TV swinging the octopus around, El Sabakta. Uh, has been fired from the Detroit Red Wings. And other firings might start happening soon related to the team. You've heard that? Oh, well, yeah. Uh, I think we've all heard this. Yeah, there's a lot of people saying, is it time for the Red Wings to fire their head coach, Jeff Blaschel? And uh, surprisingly, uh, you said you're actually uh, supportive of this decision if they decide to let him go. I kind of think it is at that point. I think he, he's done what he was supposed to do with the team. I think after the season, um, I think they need to, you know, respectfully part ways. Uh, I think it's time. He was brought in uh, knowing the team was going to go into a long rebuild. Uh, yeah. They had had that 25-year consecutive playoff streak, and they had kind of sold the farm a lot, and they were, you know, it, they – there was bad times coming. Everyone knew it was just a matter of, all right, when are we going to cut it loose? And he was kind of the one brought in to get through that process. And this year, it seemed... I don't think he's a bad guy. I don't no. think he's a bad coach even. No. I just think uh, his his time, at least at this point, uh, with the Detroit Red Wings is probably, it's time to part ways. And I don't know, maybe we could bring him back on at some other point. But at this point in time... I'm I'm usually one of the last people to say, yeah, it's it's time to fire the coach if the team's not playing good. It's usually me being like, uh, why are people so quick to call for that? But yeah. this time, I I have to agree. Yeah, and again, it's it's for me, it's less about oh they've been playing bad lately. Although that certainly hasn't helped. They had no. some really good stretches this season that are kind of hard to remember right now because it's been a really bad stretch. Uh, so a lot of people think he's kind of starting to lose the team. And it might be because they have some really strong talent now, and maybe he's just not able to put these pieces together like he was able to do when they were building from the bottom. Uh, I think it's going this, to happen. Yeah, at this point in the season, uh, that young talent should be a little more developed at this point. Yeah. They sh there should be more congealing happening with the team to where they were able to pull themselves out of coming from behind. Yeah, they were in the playoff hunt for a good part of the season yeah. until about 13 games ago. So what happened? Something happened. Yeah. And that, and then again, the weird news about it's just usually the Red Wings don't have all this. Maybe weird maybe he <laughs> like got in the coach's face and uh, decided uh, to try to fire himself. I don't know. 
it's hard to tell. Uh, but there's going to be a lot of Red Wings news to follow in the next few days. And of course, uh, I don't. He angry hasn't been able to throw an octopus in a while because I mean <laughs> I, they don't even throw the live octopus anymore. Well, some people still sneak it in and do they some try stuff to sneak like it that. in and do stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah. now I think they just use the stuffed ones. Well, uh, yeah, it's probably a better and cleaner uh, practice. So we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, again, I don't think. Blaschel will be fired until after the season, though. I don't. There's no reason to do it at this point. So we'll see. Yeah. So uh, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. <laughs> yeah, you might as well. Uh, well, a we're off the air right now, <laughs> so those of you who are listening are listening to us uh, from the ninety five point three WBCK app or from the website. Yep. Oh, of course. Later, we'll send out the radio on demand link too, so uh, people who maybe have missed it on the radio we'll get to hear it that way it's nice that we have these options now several years ago if you're off the air you're off the air yeah there's no way to recreate that <laughs> yeah uh but uh we're supposed to be seeing a possible uptick in something this year um <laughs> according to experts who are warning us that was cute an uptick an uptick and what ticks yeah oh man that is bad news uh, uh, there was like uh i think last year they called it a tick explosion Ugh. And uh, I'm afraid uh, the the way winter went this past year, um, I think it was already perhaps like three weeks ago, I wrote an article about uh, somebody finding a bunch of ticks on them over in Battle Creek. Yes, you did. After they went walking on some trails. So, oh, actually, I guess it was at uh, Fort Custer Recreation Area. Okay. Well, right, right in our backyard. Right. So, uh, yep. Uh, there's many great things about summer in Michigan, West Michigan, and locally, the beach, festivals. Outdoor concerts, but of course, ticks are no fun. They can be dangerous, and just the word gets me itching all over. I've, yeah. I have been scratching every time we've brought up that we we're going to talk about Do this. they make you itchy? It Just the hearing the word yeah. tick incites their little legs, itchy, knowing that they want to oh, burrow yeah, in. Yeah, no, no, yes, no. Yes. Yeah, experts are warning that tick season could be worse this year in Michigan. Um, one entomologist at Michigan State University says that in most of Michigan's lower peninsula, ticks have uh, only really started popping up in the last 15 to 20 years. Huh. You know, that's perplexing to me. I've, I've read that a few times, but I remember at least growing up um, in the Centerville and Three Rivers area, I remember getting yelled at to stay away from wooded areas uh, because of ticks. Hmm. So they happen around some parts of lower Michigan a little bit longer. Right. Uh, there was a dramatic increase. Uh, this Howard Russell says a dramatic increase in deer ticks, the one that causes Lyme disease over a period of time. And he said he's already had a few reports of and uh, photographs of people who have found ticks on their kids or on themselves. And like you said, there you had a story recently as well about. That. Yeah. And there was multiple pictures on his pant legs, on his arms, yeah. on his puppy dog. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so what kind of diseases can ticks carry? Because this is the even bigger concern, not just having a creepy crawly on you, but they literally cause disease. Yeah. And not just for you, your animals. And that's something, yeah. too. If you have a cat or a dog, you want to check them, too, because they can get into all sorts of places. Uh, so go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so anaplasmosis, uh, which is caused by the bacterium anaplasma. Uh, I can't read that other part. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, is transmitted by a bite of an infected tick. The disease is characterized by fever, headache, chills and muscle aches. Uh, go ahead and do the second one. Babesiosis, a tick-borne disease caused by microscopic parasites that infect the blood, the red blood cells. Ugh. Uh, and of course, the one most of us are familiar with is Lyme disease, which is caused by the bacterium Borrelia 
Borga de Fuery. <laughs> yeah, I know I'm butchering this. Sorry, everyone. Uh, those are ridiculous terms. Don't worry about it. Yeah, and the typical clinical signs include flu-like symptoms. However, if left untreated, may spread to the joints, the heart, or even the nervous system. And I've I've you know read stories of people that suffer from Lyme disease that uh, went undiagnosed for quite some time, and it's no fun. It really alters your life. So how do you protect yourself from ticks? You can treat your pets with medication and repellents, and they're recommended before you and your family get outdoors. The Michigan DNR recommends repellents with no more than 30% DEET. Yeah, uh, one expert recommends to conduct a very thorough tick inspection at the end of the day. Check the kids out, check yourselves out, remove them when you find them. Uh, Tweezers are recommended so you can kind of grab it while it's still attached to the skin and pull it off. You know, I would go so far as to say if you're walking through a field or a wooded area or any place with tall grass, um, right as you come inside, you check yourself. Oh, yeah, don't Maybe before you even get into your vehicle, do a once-over the best you can. And then when you get home, uh, do a more thorough inspection. I know it's uh, no fun necessarily standing into the mirror in front of the mirror unclothed, but uh, you definitely want to inspect no, as best you can because they're going to look for a warm crevice and uh, try to get in there. Yep, and uh, once removed, clean the area with alcohol. And of course, if you get any symptoms, make sure you see your doctor. You can get more information about all of this as uh, we get ready for one of the downsides of warmer weather. Uh, an uptick in ticks at 953wbck.com. Absolutely. Uh, we actually uh, are off the air right now. Uh, we, if you're trying to call right now, we, we are aware uh, that we are off the air. But uh, if you can't listen to us on the air, you can listen to us uh, by streaming on our website at 953wbck.com. You can also do so on the 953wbck app, which if you're listening to me, you already know that. Right. But if you started tuning in because you heard the station or, or weren't hearing the station, uh, we will be sending out our radio on demand uh, through the WBCK app later, which will include some of the things that you missed on the radio. Absolutely. Uh, so have you ever wanted to be in a movie? <laughs> I I always thought it would be fun, not in a major role. I don't want to be the star, but if it was asked to uh, maybe do a supporting role, you were close to a movie. I actually years ago. was in that movie. Oh, you were. That's did right. you forget? I forgot that you were in it too. Yeah, briefly. Yeah, I had uh, I had a brief little cameo. Um, I had assisted on a movie uh, with makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody else that had uh, done a lot of makeup for some films as well as uh, some stage uh, productions as well. This was in Kalamazoo, right? Uh, yeah, we were friends with them and he asked if I minded helping out and uh, at that time I wasn't doing anything else so I'm like, yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. I've never done something <laughs> like this and it was it was well over 10 years ago. I oh. mean, actually it was probably closer to 15 years ago. It was ago. a while back for sure. Yeah. Um, well. uh, so, so one day they needed uh, a hand and uh, the actress whose uh, hand was supposed to be uh, filmed that day, uh, she hadn't had her nails done or anything like that. I'm not a manicure person. Like, I never go and get manicures, but I've been blessed with uh, decent nails in my life. And it just so happens I had painted my nails the night before. And so <laughs> I was like, here I am. And uh, my hand uh, was used for one brief scene in that movie. <laughs> so Lacey's hand, if you ever want to see it in the movie... <laughs> I'll tell you where you can. No, there's a movie, though, uh, that's being made soon. And White Pigeon. And they're looking for extras. So you could be in a movie, too. Yeah, yeah. 
2020 graduate of White Pigeon Schools, a lifelong resident, Jacob Molinux is uh, an aspiring filmmaker, and he's uh, directing a, a movie. It'll feature his hometown uh, with auditions taking place on April Fool's Day. Oh, and that would be tomorrow. Is that a joke? Is he just uh, oh. teasing us all, and he wants us to all go down there, and he's like, ah, April Fool's, there's no movie. <laughs> Well, I hope not. He says he needs around 21 extras for his project entitled Today's Hottest Comedy, set to begin filming next month. Uh, And yeah, so if you want to be an extra in that, we have some details on our website, 953wbck.com. It's being held at Depot Park in White Pigeon at 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. You don't need experience. All you have to do is be open and Love all individuals equally and have a willingness to learn. Again, details on our website. Yeah, Jacob says that the film is a a personal piece inspired by life in White Pigeon and is a a celebration of small town life, something that uh, I've always appreciated. I didn't even know that I was, uh, you know, somebody that preferred small town life until... We lived down in West Virginia and then uh, lived in a very, very rural community in uh, the Thumb area of Michigan. We learned who we were. We did. We were like, yeah. I mean, even though I grew up in uh, smaller towns, I've lived in bigger towns too. And I just later in life, I'm like, yeah, I I think I prefer. (laughs) Well, good thing we agreed on that. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with a look at your weather and traffic. 95.3 WBCK, your record high temperature for this day came about in 2010, got up to 78 degrees. Boy, that would sure feel nice. Mm. Record low temperature of 6 degrees came about 1923. Makes me uh, remember I should be grateful for what I have. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have the sunset at 8.05 tonight. Today, rain showers at times, otherwise cloudy. Quite windy. Winds from the southwest gusting up to 40 miles per hour. Temperatures falling to around 40 degrees by this afternoon. Tonight, a chance for some flurries. Winds uh, from the northwest up to 15 miles per hour. Low near 30 degrees. For Friday, it'll be cloudy and breezy, clearing by evening and a high in the lower 40s. Right now, we got rain and wind. It's 43 degrees. Feels like 33 degrees with wind gusts at about 35 miles per hour. Yeah, and that wind causing some power outages in the Battle Creek area. So if you're out and about, keep an eye out for those consumer trucks they could be working on certain roadways as they try to get to all these areas uh, with the power outages due to some of those heavy winds we believe this morning if you see a traffic problem you can always let us know about it at 269-441-9595 or by sending us a message on the wbck app 500 get up and go with the james gang the 95.3 wbck morning show with Lacey and brandon Feeling my way through the darkness Guided by a beating heart I can't tell where the journey will end But I know where to start They tell me I'm too young to understand They say I'm caught up in a dream Well, life will pass me by if I don't open up my eyes So that's fine by me so wake me up when it's all over. Yeah. 95.3 WBCK. What were we saying? I see. Uh, yeah. Wake good. us up when it's all over, when we're back on the radio. <laughs> I'm just going to go back to bed now. Kind of feels like um, like when the teacher's out of the classroom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can... But who's going to be? I mean, I, I'm kind of the boss, you know, so who are we in trouble with? Uh, I, I guess. Uh, anyway, if you're wondering what we're talking about, we're working to get back on the radio. And if you're hearing us, 
the only place you can is through our streaming on the website and the app. So yeah, we we keep saying, hey, we want to let people know we're off the air. Well, well, we can't. Well, you know, but there are people <laughs> that maybe are listening to to us on the streaming through the app or the website and are like, why am I not hearing you on the radio? You so just blew my mind. <gasps> it's an inception. All right, so uh, you can spend the night at uh, Michigan's historic Sleeping Bear Inn. I'm going to guess this is uh, not too far from Sleeping Bear Dunes. I would guess you're right. I hope so. Uh, This week, the National Park Service issued a 40-year lease to a nonprofit organization balancing environment and rehabilitation for Sleeping Bear Inn in a garage in Glenhaven. The lease allows a bed and breakfast inn with approximately nine guest rooms and a commercial kitchen and dining areas. Sounds like a lot of fun. After that uh, great news was made official, Sleeping Bear Inn created an event that you can find on Facebook. We have a link to that on our website. They want the public to please join them a week from tomorrow, Friday, April 8th at 1 p.m. They're having a groundbreaking open house for that Sleeping Bear Inn and Garage. And a little history, a little background on this. Uh, The historic Sleeping Bear Inn was built in 1864 through 1867. The inn served as a... Frontier Hotel, providing shelter to business travelers and renting rooms to local workers. D.H. Day lived at Sleeping Bear Inn when he first arrived in Glenhaven and purchased the property in 1881. Yep, the Sleeping Bear Inn uh, is also holding a contest where they're going to give away a few prizes. Ooh. Uh, the third prize will be a $100 Sleeping Bear Inn gift certificate. Second prize will be a two-night stay at Sleeping Bear Inn uh, for October of next year. You get to choose the dates within that range. And top prize, a two-night stay at Sleeping Bear Inn in July of next year. And you also would get to choose the dates. So you get to do it a little bit sooner. That sounds like a good time. Yeah, and what's fun is if uh, you go to this article on our website at 953wbck.com, you can actually uh, take a peek inside um, at some of the stuff they're doing and the the views and uh, the fun that can be had. Um, it looks, it does look like a lot of fun. It's beautiful. Uh, there's a, a view out one of the windows where you can just see the open waters of Lake Michigan. And uh, it's just a nice, cozy, historic little place. Uh, again, not too far away here in West Michigan. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I can't remember the last time I've been up to Sleeping Bear Dunes. It's been a while. The closest was probably when we went to Saugatuck last year, but we didn't go a little bit further north to find Sleeping Bear Dunes. I, do you think you could get to the top of them anymore? Um, you know, I don't know where there's a will, there is a way. And, uh, if, if somebody tells me that I can't do something, uh, that usually pushes me a little further. So if you want to get me really fired up, say, there's no way you're going to do it. It can be, it is really, you feel it. It's a workout when you try to go up those cause it's sand. So you're not just no. like, you know, walking. I mean, up it's is... like walking in snow too, or quicksand for that matter. Kinda. You slowly sink in and you're working against it. It takes <laughs> a lot of extra exertion. Uh, great workout. Yeah. I'm going to imagine some great cardio happening if you're trying to do it quickly, especially. And the fun part when, when you were a kid anyway, I probably wouldn't do this anymore, is when you get <laughs> rolling to the top, down. Yeah, rolling down. But I yeah. think my back would, would <laughs> say uh, that was a bad idea. Oh, to be young again, right? Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, I miss the days of uh, not uh, waking up wondering, what did I do to my knee? <laughs> <laughs> or, or other parts. I've yeah, got eight, whatever. Oh, there's an ache in a new place. Yeah, I didn't even know that could hurt. (laughs) What's funny is you're a kid, you just pop right back up and do it all over again. Yeah. You probably found out that you could roll down there on accident trying to run really fast. I used to play in six game all day long softball tournaments in the blistering sun. Yeah. Sliding into the gravel and tearing up. Yeah, I can't do it anymore. Uh. 
Well, on that note, uh, time to take a quick break, and we'll be back with a look at your weather. 95.3 WBCK. Uh, this was something we touched on a little bit yesterday, but we didn't really get into too much. Uh, so the owner of the Detroit Lions did something a little strange. Yeah. Uh, she did not fire a Zamboni driver. <laughs> Well, that's good because uh, I can't think of a reason why the Lions would need a Zamboni driver. Uh, in case you're wondering what that's about, uh, the Red Wings fired a longtime Zamboni driver. You can read about it on the website. But uh, Martha Ford, of course, was the owner of the Lions. Uh, she took over after her husband, uh, William Clay Ford, passed away. Uh, the ownership was transferred to her daughter, Sheila Ford Hamp, in 2020. And now Sheila has taken... Her name Ford to the deleted file on the Lions website bio page. Wow. Now, one thing we hear often from Lions fans is the Fords need to get rid of the team. Got to get rid of the Fords. Ford this, Ford that. The Fords are the problem. That's we've I've heard it my whole entire life pretty much. So in a way, that's kind of happened. <laughs> uh, kind of. I mean, just because you don't. Uh, you're not able to read something or it's not written on something doesn't mean it's still not true. Well, so obviously Ford is her maiden name. So she is a Ford by blood. Uh, Hamp is, is her married name. So she is just going by Sheila Hamp now. And that is so technically the name Ford and ownership of the Detroit Lions are not a thing, at least on the Lions website. Okay. <laughs> I think this is a, a really silly move, to be honest. I, it's obvious she's trying to distance, put, to distance the name, but you are who you are. Yeah. Um, I mean, good? the Fords have a lot to be proud of. They truly do. I, I would say. Are you talking about with the Lions or overall? Overall. Okay. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree with. I'm surprised you asked that question. I thought I thought that would automatically be understood. Yeah, but uh, anyway, so this is kind of a weird thing. And uh, Rank actually put this one together, and you can uh, read about it. It's just what is with our sports teams this week? I don't know. <laughs> you know, there was a, a large uh, solar uh, flare <laughs> that went out yesterday, <laughs> and I've heard people say that they they are some very sensitive people say that they are affected uh, by these leading up to it happening, when mm. it's happening, and even a little bit after it's happening. Um, so maybe uh, <laughs> maybe or maybe something's in retrograde right now. <laughs> I do not know, but I feel like sports is being very much affected. Yeah. Uh, well, and and uh, movie awards too. <laughs> apparently, apparently, Will Smith is also very affected by this as well. All right. Well, anyway, so Will Smith, uh, the Fords, and uh, the Detroit Red Wings, yeah, <laughs> all affected by the solar flare and something possibly being in retrograde, and maybe our radio station too. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Why not? Let's toss that in there as well. And we're going to talk a little bit. Several power outages, thousands in the Battle Creek area right now. We'll uh, go over a few of those before we uh, get out of here on Friday Eve.